today on The Breakdown. Garrett Edelstein and Ryan Fee, two of the biggest continents in the Live at the Bike world, <laughs> clash in the biggest pot in LATB history. We're going to take it apart right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Continents? You're welcome. What does that mean? Well, explain why I said it, because they didn't get There's to There's no it. reason. I don't understand why you would say continents. <laughs> you know very well. So what happened was... What? Nobody cares. We had to redo the opening because of an audio issue, and I had said they were two luminaries, and Grant made fun of me, as he often does with my openings, um, saying I always say luminaries, and I can't say luminaries anymore, so I came up with something else. And I wasn't allowed to say shining stars either, apparently. Nothing related to light. He said nothing related to light, so I went earth. I went away. I it's went just not a common saying to call somebody a continent. You've been giving me crap for doing common sayings. I want uncommon saying this time. Two of the continents, two biggest continents in the LATB world. It makes a lot of sense. Which continents are they? I'm going to go with Africa and Russia. <laughs> Russia's Russia a continent means now? Europe. It means, it means Asia. It means Asia. Russia's mostly Asia. Most of Asia's Russia. I mean, you had so many choices. <laughs> and for your second continent, you picked Russia? <laughs> oh god can that's we start out, again no no that's out there forever jonathan levy thinks russia is a continent oh, i i went to a good school <laughs> putin might like that by the oh, way oh he's gonna love that you're in you're in putin i, I was picturing asia and then i said russia and then i explained that it's europe although obviously some of russia's in europe still yeah, it's I funny was, that you I picked you picked you picked a, a country that's in two continents. That's maybe the worst country to pick. But in fairness, except for Australia, it probably encompasses more of Asia than I don't know. Is, is there any other country that you think encompasses more of a continent than Russia does of Asia? Yes. Go I on. Think, I think Canada might be similar. And and yeah, I was wondering about that too. Actually, that was my other candidate because you know India and China are pretty big. They're big, but they're more big population wise than I, they but are. They're still uh, pretty big geographically, but, but, but population. <laughs> and there's other Asian countries too. You know, I'm loving this geography podcast yeah. that we're doing. It's all about Garrett Adelstein and Ryan Fee. No, he doesn't care about geography. No, he doesn't care. Adelstein's about Adelstein's a big geography guy. Well, yeah, you can tell because if you actually look, he has tattoos on his. Is it his left bicep? I think it's his left bicep, which says, I am the world. Yeah. And, and he actually, and underneath it, geography is what I mean. That's right. what it says. So he Tell you what, that, that guy finds Car- Carmen Sandiego every time. <laughs> That's right. You know, they have those Google Earth games where you can, they just show you like an image from s- some random image from Google Earth, and it could be from anywhere, and you're supposed to guess no, on the globe where it is. Yeah, and then you can crowd, you do it with people, and no one can ever get it, and it's basically impossible. And he's really good at that, too, because he loves geography. Well, that might be why he has $81,000 in front of him. He's got a, he's a geography head. Yeah. Geo head. This is an interesting game they got going here. I imagine it didn't start this way. It probably started as a twenty-five fifty game where the big buy pays $100 ante every hand. Maybe. That's probably what was going on. Maybe. But it's since evolved into a twenty-five fifty one hundred two hundred game. I would so guess it's a four blind game. I would guess it's there just started to be lots of straddles and then restraddles, and they're like, you know what? If we're gonna do this every time, let's just make it the blinds. Yeah. But it, think about what Grant just said. Fifty, one hundred, no, no twenty five twenty five fifty, one hundred, two hundred with a hundred ante. Yeah. That's cray. Yeah, it's a big game. <laughs> it is it's cray. <laughs> yes. So Garrett Garrett Adelstein. Uh, has $81,000 in front of him. That's a lot of money. It's yeah. cash money. There's five seventy-five in the pot before they even start. It's pretty good. Yeah. I think that's wrong. 200 is one of the antis, right? Yeah. 200, 100 is an anti for 300. Another no, ante is 400. 475. 475 in the pot before they even start. Still yeah. a lot of money. 
All right. So Garrett is going to start the action here. He is plus two from, I guess, the big, big, big blind. I don't really know what, like plus, that. what does plus two mean well, in this context. I think the biggest blind. The biggest, the biggest, uh, the biggest blind, and then there's the bigger blind, and then there's the big blind. I prefer calling it the big, big, big. No, blind. I think I think I nailed that, and we're gonna do that now. Big, big, big blind. Garrett is plus two from. He's got two eights, eight of hearts, eight of spades. He's gonna make it eight hundred dollars. Yeah, that seems fine. Whatever. Ryan Fee is in the cutoff, uh, and he has two kings. He's got sixty one thousand two hundred fifty dollars in front of him. So these guys are headed for a clash. Yes. Fee is going to three bet. That seems normal. Makes a lot of, I mean, that's a big stack. Even in this game, that's a big stack, right? That's 300 blinds. Right. And Garrett's got more. Yeah. So uh, we're deep. Yeah. Although in the video, they don't realize until the river that Garrett had added 25K at some point. So the whole time you're thinking Garrett has less. But only a little bit less anyway. So it doesn't really change any of what's going on. No, it doesn't. Um, so Fee, three best to 2,600 with his two kings, king of diamonds, king of clubs. Everybody else folds back to Garrett, who calls. Mm-hmm. Can't really do anything but that. I guess you could four bet if you're a crazy person, but that seems crazy. Why would you do that? You're super deep. You have eights. We're mostly set mining here, right? Yeah. We're, if we hit an eight, maybe we get a lot. Well, That's okay. mostly set mining might not be the plan, as you shall see. Hmm, interesting. So the pot's already got $5,575 in it heading to the flop. That's, yeah. that's a big pot. That's more than a lot of pots have in them. Yes. That's my expert analysis. Yep. I'm mostly here just to break down the pot size these days. Grant's okay. going to do the rest. So give me like an example of what would a similar pot be to 5,575? Like 5,435? That's a really good one. You yeah. don't see that one that often. No. Especially but, like after the PS Heinz championship. I, I also feel like the standard answer there is more like 5,800, but I feel like... 5375, 5475 is more like really my, underrated. My there. Those yeah. are really underrated. I think that's a better size. Pots. Similar pot score. <laughs> okay. We're, we're doing well it's here. Podcast number two of the day. Things get a little goofy. Things happen. Um, all right. So, 5575 five, five in the pot. We got a 10, 9 deuce. The 10 and 9 are both spades. The deuce is a diamond flop. This is not a great flop for eights. However, I mean, it's not a horrible flop for eights. It's not eights. a horrible flop for eights. We often have the best hand. I don't know about often, but against Ryan's range, if Ryan is having a normalized three betting range, we're ahead of ace, king, and ace, queen still, and we're not ahead of all the other pair, over pairs. Okay, but I think Ryan has a much wider three betting range than that. Yes. Way, way, way wider. I think he's probably three betting like a lot of suited aces, suited connectors. He might be three betting like king, queen, and then it's queen, a pretty jack, bad flop for and eights, ace, isn't jack. It? And I mean, I think he's, I guess he's pretty wide to isolate, especially in position against a guy who he's very deep stacked against. All right, well, your two statements don't, don't fit together then. Which two? That it's an okay flop for eights and that Ryan has a wide three betting range, including suited connectors and suited aces. Disagree. So. Why? Because if it's, if we widen, if the fact that Fee has a wider range means it's a good, it's still a good flop for eights. I if mean, you include suited aces and king queen, like that, still not that many things connect with the ten. Well, and it the means nine. he has more tens and nines in his range. Of course it does, but it also means he's got a lot more crap in there too that we're beating. Like your original statement about his range, if it was a more traditional tighter three betting range, we're doing much worse against than this wider range. It's a terrible flop for eights. This is a good flop for eights. We like that he has a wide range. It's a medium flop for eights. Okay. It's not a good flop. It's race. it's not a good flop rates, but it's an okay flop. Like in a normal tournament, I'm just trying to put it in a setting that you can understand, Grant. Oh, thank you. <laughs> if this was early on in the tournament, someone three bet you, you called, you're very, very deep. Let's say it's a monster stack type tournament. You would call one bet usually, right? On the flop. Why? You have the eight of spades in your hand, two eights. You might just call once, right? No. You just fold automatically? 
Um, against an unknown player, yeah. What again? How about against a known player? Since these guys know each other pretty well, and it depends on what I know them for. Well, let's say you know they're spewy and three bet a lot. I'll probably call one bet a lot, but I don't know. I think I'm more likely to call in a cash game than a tournament. Actually, oh, okay, fair enough. Because I can just buy more money if I'm wrong. But in a tournament, <laughs> if they're just going to keep betting whether yeah. or not they have it, I'm like I'm not calling the turn and the river, yeah, am I? So I don't like, think you are. Um, okay, fair enough. Well, this is a cash game, and you do know a lot about this player in theory. Anyway, you can buy more money, as you said. So. You think this is a fold? What? What happened? Two eights? Did somebody bet? Well, assuming Ryan Fee continues, are we not going to... I think you call? can fold. I think it's not crazy to fold, although I, it's probably slightly suboptimal. I think it's suboptimal. To fold. You can just get yourself in a lot of bad spots. Of course. I mean, that's poker, right? Like, most decisions can get you into bad spots. Yes. That's all. Okay. Well... I just don't think we can call this a good flop for eights. I think that's not fair okay, to the it's listeners. A, it's an okay flop for yeah. eights. That's fine. Okay. 10-9 deuce, two spades. Garrett has the only spade. That is good. He has the eight of spades. Two back Fee. doors. Fee's got no spades. Diamonds and clubs, although he does have two kings. Garrett checks. Fee's going to bet 3,355.75. Pretty standard sizing. Seems fine. Nothing to talk about so far. Nope. Garrett decides to call, which we've already talked about. It's fine to call. It's fine to call. Yeah. Pot is now 12,175. The turn is the three of clubs. That's a pretty safe card for the Kings. It's a safe card for everybody. Yeah. But the Kings feeling like they're ahead pretty much all the time. I mean, you know, we can, we're losing to 10-9. And we're losing to slow plays and pocket threes. Exactly. And that's it, right? Or, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So more comfortable because we were already ahead most of the time. Yeah. 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 Um, Garrett checks. Don't see any issue with that. Nope. And this is where things start getting interesting. A little haywire. We, and uh, we've seen a couple other hands from this session. It has Ryan Fee and Matt Berkey in it. And Fee and Berkey play a bunch of pots together. And, uh, and the sizing is big that Fee tends to use. Yeah. And he's going to do that here against Garrett. Into the 12K pot, he bets 16K on the turn. Mm-hmm. That's pretty interesting. Yes, it's pretty interesting. What are the good things about this? What does this accomplish? Um, a few things come to mind for me anyway. Number one, we set up... A pot size bet, actually less than a pot size bet, on the river if we get called on the turn. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Number two, we price out draws. So draws are going to make a mistake if they call here. What do you think about, like, I mean, we price out some draws, not the combo draws, the really good combo draws probably. Of course not. Well, we can't yeah. do anything. The combo draws, unless we shove, the combo draws are right. never going to fold. So we want to charge the combo draws. Um, but actually, we bet so much that the combo draws may not feel like they can just flat here. They may they feel like they shove. have to shove themselves. Although, do we want to get shoved on here? It's I don't not, think so. No, like because what we're against is combo draws and hands that are beating us. Yeah. So that's not good. It's not good. Um, I don't know. If, if Garrett had just queen jack without any spades or with one spade in his hand, might he feel like he can't call, but he can shove? It's not crazy. I think he'd more feel like he can fold when he, bet, when he gets yeah. 16K bet into 12K. Yeah. But what this does do is this starts to define the hand a bit more where if Adelstein has a set. It's really hard to continue to salt play when we, when he bets 16 K, I think, because there's a lot of bad cards that can come on the river that are as usual action killers and so on and so forth. If we somehow flop two pair or a set or something like that, we may feel like it's time to pull the trigger on the turn. So you think it's a bet fold spot for fee? (sighs) Well, that's the question I have. And I'm wondering what you think. Um, I think uh, traditionally it is a bet fold spot. Yes. I don't know about against Garrett Adelstein one way or the other. I don't know enough about that guy. They talk about him when I see the headlines for the Live at the Bike videos like he's nuts. So if I think he's nuts, I think it's a bet call spot. That's uncomfortable, though. It, well, yeah. 
But it's uncomfortable no matter what your sizing is. If you bet 6K on the turn and he raises, you're already bluff catching. It's with all kings. the same, yeah. right? So this way we're trying to basically commit him to the pot, and we hope we're not beat, and we're sort of willing to take our equity against whatever he has. At the same time, this charging the draw is a ridiculous price, which is not a bad thing to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, we're going to get called sometimes, too. Like, if Garrett has ace-10 suited, he's going to sometimes call. I mean, if Garrett has queens, jacks, or ace-10, it's kind. It's not all the same because ace-10 is losing to queens and jacks, and they might make the right. same play. But those are hands that are going to strongly consider calling. I think queens is forced to call. Jacks is... Really got to strongly consider calling, and ace-10 is pretty similar, right? Jack-10, queen-10, king-10 suited all are in there, too. Yeah, all those things are tough spots where I don't really know what I'm supposed to do, and I might fold just to not have to worry about the, the what feels like a coming river shove, at least a lot of the time, against what... I don't know, what does he have? He has aces, he has kings, he has ace-king ace suited. Ace-queen of spades. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, the ace-king suited, same thing. Um, queen-jack suited, I mean, whatever. All those things are not really... A spot you want to be in right well that is if that's true for ace 10 it's very true for two eights yeah which is what garrett has i mean so, two eights is supposed to fold most of the time here it's right? time to dump two eights right like we have to have a very good reason to call what would be a really good reason to call we know that fee three bets and then goes fire 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 all the time super wide that's a good reason to call yeah and that may be true of ryan fee yeah in this session at least yeah i think it really might be i think he's very active feels he's got a big advantage post flop and Puts a lot of pressure on people and doesn't care as much about the money as most other people at the table anyway. Yeah, but guess. still, we I mean, we have two eights. It's we have two eights, and even if we're ahead right now, usually Fee is only going to bomb the turn with equity, either either an overpair or a big draw with overs or something like that. So we're not doing great against that range anyway, and even the parts of the range we want him to have... We have an advantage. We we have the the most equity, but not by a lot. You know, it's right. like sixty forty or something. It's not amazing. Yeah, we don't expect him to show up with the ace six of diamonds here or something like that. He's usually going to shut down. We would expect. Yeah, he might even just check the flop, but we'd expect him to rarely bet sixteen k on the turn with the ace six of diamonds. And you know what? If he does, God bless him. We can show up. We, we're going to have better hands than this. Yeah, in this ace, ace is just not a good hand as far as our distribution is concerned at this point in the hand. And as you like to point out, it's really hard to improve. It yeah. isn't like, like Queen Jack might be a better call because even though we're talking about dumping it because of the price, because we make top pair a lot and we also make the nuts a lot. Yeah. Like that's, see, it feels a lot better than two eights where, and also we're going to have a clear decision on the river. If we, if we hit the nuts, we're going to call. If we hit a straight, we're going to call. If we hit a queen, queen or Jack, we're probably going to call. If we miss, everything else is an easy fold. Two eights is never easy unless we hit an eight on the turn, or yeah. sorry, on the river. So that's another reason just to stay out of this situation. Well, Garrett decides to call. Yep. And I got to believe that it has to do with him seeing Ryan Fee just put a ton of pressure on everybody for the whole time. Yeah. I think that's part of it. I think the other part, without knowing anything about this guy, is he is not the kind of guy who wants to be bluffed. He, no. You know, he's not really interested in being bluffed. And so, you know, maybe he thinks there's some value in just not folding against a guy like Ryan Fee, even when he has you sometimes. I mean, we have, in order to make this call, we have to think that Ryan has two random cards a lot of the time here. Yeah, I don't think he does. Because our, ex- our equity against his true range, if his true range, let's say the worst hand he shows up with is King Jack. So he's got two overs and a gutter. Yeah. Like, what's our equity, equity against that hand? I mean, he's it's got not that 10 good. outs. Yeah. Right. And so we have good equity against that hand, you know. Actually, pretty darn good equity. Unless he has it with spades. But yeah. Well, yeah, but that's not what you're saying. Right. right? So, I mean, we're like, you know, we're like, what, 80% against King Jack. Right. That's but pretty strong. Is he even going to do it with King Jack? Or is he just going to check and try to realize some equity? Or is he going to bet smaller with King yeah. Jack? I mean, but it's then, weird to bet 16K with King Jack here. 
And then if we give him aces, kings, queens, and jacks, maybe not jacks, just aces, kings, queens, like that, obviously our equity is very bad against that. Very bad. Any sort of two overs with a flush draw is either a combo draw or the nut flush draw, which we do not have. We have, we're beating, but some of those we have. We might have 65% equity against those things. That's pretty good, but you know, it's not amazing. And here's the problem. Let's say we call here, a spade comes on the river, we check, he shoves, he doesn't have to have it. Yeah. So we can get, so we don't get to realize our equity against the King Jacks of the world when he misses sometimes. Sometimes he can, he can rep the scare cards anyway, and I don't know what we're supposed to do about that. Yeah. Except, except fold. It seems like a spot just to get rid of it. Yeah. Find, find a, I mean, I understand wanting to hold on against this guy who's, who's pounding the table, but maybe find a better hand. I agree. Yeah. I, think, I think this is just, it's time to say sayonara. Senor. Yes. Well done. Spanish. Um, and Japanese. I know. Um, so yeah. Garrett does call. Now the pot's huge. It's 44,175. Look what we've, look what we've created. Look what Garrett. we've done. It's but, like, a, this pot is like Frankenstein's monster. Like, come on, man. This thing is rampaging out of control. <laughs> by the way, I forgot to mention this was suggested by Richard Tyegg. Mm. And uh, Richard probably plays on Nitrogen Sports Poker Room if he's a smart, oh, smart he fella. He has to. He has to. Yeah, which is where the poker guys play. And well, yeah. If, if you use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up for Nitrogen, you get to play with the poker guys. Wait a second. The what in the what? The link in the description. Of this what? Podcast? All right. You get to do the rest. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. I don't care. I'll do it. Maybe. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just talk about movies. What do you think, people? All right, we have to do the ad. Um, yeah, so use the link in the description. Grant is looking at me with eyes of death, people. Eyes of death. Use the link in the description. Uh, it's a Bitcoin-only poker room, which means lightning-fast withdrawals and deposits. Of course, if you use said link, you get to play with the poker guys. We are going to start having a monthly tournament at the end of the month, which is going to be a super cheap buy-in, like one millibit or something buy-in. And there's going to be, we believe, a pretty big guarantee on that thing. We'll know more about it soon, and we'll be telling you about it. But uh, play on nitrogen. It's great. We're talking five to 20 minute uh, withdrawals and deposits. Tell them about, in there, the, uh, tell them about the sign up details. Tell them about that. Oh, really? Fine. Yeah. There's basically no sign up details. Tell them something else. Just they also have a sports betting and a casino. You can do all the different things. And you know what? If you're not sure, we say sign up anyway. It helps out the podcast a little bit. It's not a big deal. It doesn't cost you anything. Just saying. Just putting it out there. Jonathan's making a weird face while he says that. You were making a weird face the whole time. No, I was making a beautiful You're face. You're making the eyes of death face. Well, you I were... want you to die. That's where the face was. Well, you know, when I am the guy who's responsible for knowing all the action and doing the ad, and you're just going to, during the ad, be like, oh, look at the description. You know what? You know what? What? It grates on you over time. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I don't want to be the responsible guy. I've been waiting for this for a long time. I'm breaking down. <laughs> Finally, he snaps. Yeah. All right, back to the hand. All right. So, what's the action? <laughs> there's forty. There's forty-four thousand one hundred seventy-five dollars in the pot. Okay. Uh, Garrett has called the sixteen k turn bet into a twelve k pot from Ryan Fee with two eights on a nine ten deuce three two spade board. Ryan Fee has two kings. Yeah. Going to the river. The river is the seven of hearts. So close. Yeah. Almost hit that set. Would have made things a lot easier for Garrett. Yes, it would have. Yeah. It was simple, in fact. If he had hit the set, do you think he would just move in himself? That is an interesting question. Um, I don't know. I think you could reasonably check or you could reasonably move in. 
You move into rep, the miss draws, right? The problem is an eight means queen jack gets there. Yeah. So you look like you made your draw, and then you may you may actually be repping an even stronger hand than you have, which is kind of problematic. Yeah, you're right. Although all the hands that are going to call, which are better than yours, would call anyway. So maybe it doesn't matter, actually. The strength is, is still the top of your range. Um, I think I'd probably be more inclined to let to check and let Ryan Fee blast off just in case, right? That's We're clearly calling the turn, believing he's got a lot of air. Yep. So we should... Check and call, I think, rather, or check and move in or whatever, rather than bet ourselves I and agree. just let them fold. I agree. So I say move in because it's effectively almost a pot size bet. Yeah. Garrett is, uh, or excuse me, Ryan is the effective stack with 39,350 in, into the 44,000 pot. Yeah. All right. So Garrett does check with his two eights. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, he obviously. didn't hit a set. It's a seven. What should Ryan do here? This is an interesting spot. I mean, I think. It's interesting, but as I've had more time to think about it, I think it's a pretty clear move-in, which I didn't necessarily think when I first saw it. Okay, explain. But I feel like it's a pretty clear move-in. Well, that seven doesn't improve Garrett almost ever. I understand he has two eights. I understand he could have rivered a set, but that's pretty unlikely, right? It's just two outs. Okay, but if Garrett is this guy who is a little bit wide and crazy, it makes him two-pair frequently, like uh, more frequently than you would like. But there aren't that many two pairs either. Yeah, it does. Like 9-7 and 10-7. Sure. Yeah. Is he really opening 10-7 and 9-7 in early position? I don't know. I mean, he's the guy, the the only other Adelstein hand we've done. Or is it Adelstein or Adelstein? I don't know. I say both. I'm, let's go with Adelstein. He called out of the big blind with King Deuce offsuit, which was like... For, yeah, but that was one of those like pot odds and it closed the yeah, action calls. Yeah, but we we did think it was like below what you should be calling with. Yeah. He's a guy who plays a wide range of things. Yeah. So, but I don't know if he's opening a wide range like plus two or something like that either. Although it's not really plus two isn't the same. It's not really plus two. Plus two. Yeah, it's like more like hijack or something, right? Maybe, maybe he's opening those hands then. Even so, I think I think as I think he has those a little bit, but I think he's folding nine seven sometimes. Even though I know he called with eights, we don't really expect him to show up. Like I think as fee, if we move in, we're trying to get called by a very very relatively small range of hands, but. We're beating all of those hands. I mean, it's queens, jacks, and ace ten, really, and or random ten that's decided not to fold. Like that's all there is that I'd expect to get called by his fee. That's all I expect him to show up with. That has value. All right, so let's let's get a little bit more in depth here. Yeah. So if we move in, which Ryan does decide to move in, yeah, clearly for value. Clearly, it's interesting because I mean the reason we're talking about this and we're talking about it like. It's a normal thing to even consider moving in here. Most people are going to check after they bet one and a half times the pot on the turn and get called. Yes, that's like true. One and a third times the pot on the turn and get called. Mm-hmm. That is a factor here for sure. Let's keep no that question. in mind. No question. The size of our bet on the turn really affects the range that Garrett could have here. Mm-hmm. We don't really expect two eights. No. That's what I was saying. We're, we're, we're targeting jacks, queens, and a 10. I think, I think we're targeting mostly Jackson Queens and just really hoping he has one of those hands mm-hmm. and can't fold it. Yeah. So the question is, does Garrett get away from those hands ever? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'll say this. If we weren't planning on shipping safe rivers, I don't know why we made it 16 on the turn, really. Part of it is to charge the draws. Yeah, but we don't have to charge we don't have to charge them that much. We could charge we could spend ten thousand and that's all charges the draws a fair but amount. But this way we charge them more. Yes, that's true. I understand, <laughs> but also like, I believe like part of the, the bet sizing on the turn was I can ship safe rivers. You know, I'm not going to, he's not going to go all in on spades and he's not going to go all in. Maybe actually an eight would be a reason not to go all in. Cause queen Jack gets there. Honestly. Yeah. Um, 
But, you know, on this card, this is a pretty safe card where the only thing it's beating us is a few 10-7s, 9-7s, and pocket 7s. That's Besides that, it doesn't matter, and those are not a big part of Garrett's range. All right, let's do a little combo work then. Cool, let's do it. All right, so assuming, remembering that uh, plus two is really the hijack for Garrett okay. when, when considering his range. Hand, right, let's start with hands that are beating us that yeah. he can show up with here. Yeah. Slow played sets. Okay. Which we can't give him all the combos of, obviously. I think we can give him very few combos of them. Yeah. I'd expect him to move in on the turn a lot right. with those. But those are bad. And, and of all of the sets combined, we can probably give him three to four combos of that. Okay. So sure. let's give him four. Okay. Say four. Sounds fine. Um, nine, seven suited. So that is going to be, let's see, we have the nine of spades and we have the seven of hearts. So that's going to be two combos. Except he has to call a three bet out of position with a pre. He's got to call the flop, and he's got to call the overbet on the turn. I just don't know. I know, I know he has two eights. Yeah. So now we can say, oh, he would have. But I don't think as Ryan Fee, we, we would expect two eights to ever be here. So, and I don't, you know, so I don't think it's, we can give him maybe a half a combo of nine, seven, but I don't, giving him all, both combos seems unlikely. All right, me. but we can give him both combos of 10, seven suited, right? I'm much more, let's, why don't we give him both combos of 10, seven suited and no combos of nine, seven suited and call it a wash. How about that? Fine. All right. So we're up to six combos. I see you're trying to make a point here. No, I'm not trying to make a point. I'm just trying to be fair about it. All right. Jack eight suited. There's one clear combo that he could have here. Jack eight of spades. Yeah. Do we think he's going to play the turn like that with jack eight of spades? He might shove the turn, you're saying? Most of the time, I don't you think he would shove the turn? Not, maybe not always, but most of the time? Yeah, he might. So, so there's one combo of it anyway, and we can't give him the full combo. Yeah. And we expect him to fold the other jack eights on the turn. Yes, or raise with them, but not call. He can't call with Jack Gate on the All turn. Right. He can't. Okay, so there's not there's not that much to be worried about, I suppose. Yeah. And if we do if we just count the other stuff, like there's you know, six combos of queens, six combos of jacks, that's already more. Yeah. And then if if he's sometimes gonna call with the ten, I don't know if he is, but if he is, then cool. You know, then there's then there's a lot more. So it feels like it feels okay to me. Is there anything else he can show up with that's a problem for us? We wouldn't expect him to show up with aces pretty much ever. No. Uh, maybe Kate uh, Kate Hall can show up with aces here sometimes, although she was in position when she called with kings against Sam Abernathy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's, that's really all we have to be afraid of, right? Yeah, I guess there's not too much to fear. Yeah. So there's more, there's more things that can call us that we believe really would have to strongly consider or put the chips in. And there's not too much stuff that's beating us. And he might play the stuff that's beating us differently on the river anyway. Like, he might bet the river sometimes when he gets there. Yeah, he might. All right, these are all good reasons to move in. Cool. I didn't get this deep with it. I just, like, first I thought it was bad because it was, like, he called the turn. Now we're betting so much what can call us. But then I thought, like, eh, I can see what can call us. I can come up with it. And now it's cool to do the combos and, and like, verify it. Assuming, like it. assuming queens and jacks are going to call pretty frequently. I mean, yeah, of course. Of because... Course. This is the next question. What are we repping as a bluff when we're Ryan? We're just saying we just are going nuts with ace, queen of spades. We're just going for it. I mean, that or just random freaking air. Yeah. Those are the only two things that make sense, right? Queen, jack of spades, although we block queens and jacks. Yeah. But I guess at that point, we're trying to... We wouldn't think we could... It seems optimistic to try and fold out kings, right? If we had queen, jack of spades, I would think. So we're probably not going to try and fold out a hand that strong. Not that we'd expect Garrett to really show up with kings anyway, but he could. Yeah. The thing is, the overpairs might... This is, this is the one thing that I didn't say. We acted like all the combos of queens and jacks would be there this way, 
They may not all get there this way. They may four bet pre. Yeah. They may check shove the turn themselves because they don't really know what else to do and they want they don't want to like have one of the million bad cards come and then fold incorrectly on the river. Right. So we gave them all the combos of that. That's probably not fair. But if yeah. it's close, but if we knock some of the combos out, it's probably at least close enough with the price that uh, Ryan's being late if he gets called. It's probably still worth a move in. But it's, yeah. maybe it's closer than we were saying. I think, in, but in the end, I think it is a good shove. And I think part of what makes it a good shove is that Ryan bet so much on the turn. Yeah. Because he effectively, or should have effectively, narrowed Garrett's range significantly enough that we can kind of understand it pretty well. Yeah. And feel like it's okay to shove even if we get snapped sometimes and lose. Right. Yeah, I agree. But it's not going to work this time, right? I well, mean, no. I mean, he has eights. Yeah, he's got to fold now. There's no, he's got no choice in the matter. I mean, this is a pretty clear fold. But, We're losing. What? But Garrett called the turn and nothing changed. That is pretty true. Just a seven came in. We are losing to the jack eight, which is something Ryan Fee could have, but he wouldn't usually bet 16K on the turn. It's I think, pretty unlikely to, for him to show up with the jack eight. I mean, a lot yeah. of people are going to check back jack eight on the turn and be like, okay, I hope I get there. Also, we have two eights in our hand. Yeah. So there aren't too many jack eights left. Not too many. We blocked the nuts. That's good, except the nuts are he's not, not a, really repping the nuts. He's the repping nuts are an not over, a common hand. He's repping aces and kings, mostly, yeah. and maybe sets of tens and nines, right? Yeah. That's mostly what he's repping. All right, so... That's actually another reason to move in, is we actually have what we're repping, and it... I mean, you have to do the other piece of it, too, which is there's enough combos that can call me and stuff. But I, I kind of like, we actually have exactly our level of strength that we're repping. Feels like that never happens in poker. I almost <laughs> never have what I'm repping. All right, so Garrett <laughs> does not immediately fold... No. So what's going through his head? What is he thinking? Is he just thinking Ryan has any two cards a ton of the time? He's just going to three bet, 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 shove all the time. That's just his thing. Is it possible he thinks it doesn't even have to be like the ace queen or ace king of spades, but just ace x of spades. Ryan's going to bet. He doesn't pick up equity, but he still has good equity. He's going to bet again. And then he's going to think like, I set this up so I can shove the river whether I get there or not. I mean, but maybe Ryan, maybe Ryan has that play in him. Any ace of spades hand is a bad bluff candidate for Ryan because we block what we want Garrett to have. That is true. That is true. At the same point, it's hard for Garrett to call when we shove the river with most of his range, except when we actually did it. Right. But I'm saying if we're choosing hands that are good bluffs, the worst bluffs include the ace of spades. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. But there aren't going to be too many other spades we're going to have that are going to be bluffs for us, I think. We're not going to three-bet too many other spades. Maybe the king-queen of spades, king-jack of spades, queen-jack of spades. But we might just call with those anyway as Ryan Fee. I don't know. Yeah, I think Pre-flop. that's... I mean, we're talking about him like he's this crazy guy who's three-betting everything, yeah. but like queen-jack of spades is great for calling. How about just calling with that hand? He might He might just call with that Yeah, hand. Yeah, I don't know. So this goes back to your point of... we As Garrett, we just have to think Ryan just doesn't have it very much. Maybe he also sits there and thinks, and I've been in this spot where you think, I don't think he's shoving an overpair after the way this hand has gone down. You know, maybe you don't you don't think about it as deeply as he does, or you're thinking about some other piece of it or something. I can easily see myself sitting there thinking, okay, he bet more than the pot on the turn, and I called. Right. Nobody shoves an overpair after that. Exactly. Like yeah. he's done. So now he has to have a set of tens. He's repping a set of tens or a set of nines, and that's it. And I'm beating, I'm winning so often. That must be what he's thinking. That's a reason to call. But what are the bluffs? It's just random two cards? It's random two cards. It's random two cards. Ryan Fee can't just be random two cards bluffing all the time. He can't be a profitable player to put himself in these spots where he's like inflating the pot so much with random two cards against capable opponents all okay, the time. Maybe random is the wrong word, but he's got a three betting range and maybe he commits to his three bets. 
Yeah. You know, so he knows he can't just bet once. That usually doesn't work. So he, so he knows he has to bet twice. And then against good players, he knows that often doesn't work either. That's so also he's got to, like, fire the river. That's also definitely a losing strategy against good players. I know You're so bluff heavy. Also, once they call the turn, yeah. they're usually, like, digging in. You know, they're digging in. Usually. So that, that can't be Ryan Fee's overall strategy. He's too good for that. Yeah. That's, like, that's clearly a losing strategy. I agree. So I by think the way, this is a really tough table yeah. they're at. So Garrett has to fold here because... If we can't just give Ryan random two cards all the time because we know he's too good to just random two cards go nuts when Garrett's just gone check call on the turn with a 16K and a 12K bet. I mean, here's the thing, right? I think Garrett maybe got caught up in something I sometimes get caught up, which is what we've talked about, which is this story doesn't entirely make sense to me. It just doesn't feel like you'd bet aces like this. You have a very crazy thin value range. I, st- I don't even know if you three bet nines and tens pre blah, 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 whatever you decide about that. Yeah, game. it could be as simple as that. The Ryan is just playing this like high variance poker that Garrett is not used to his competent opponents playing. Yeah. And it's messing with his head because you're supposed to have a polarized range here. Yeah. And Ryan's range is in a way polarized, but not the way that you usually see. I mean, he I mean, like I said, he has what he's repping, but. But it's only for someone who goes for maximum value. Yeah. Right? If it, like a lot of players aren't going to go for that level of value because they get a little afraid. And then, by the way, a lot of players don't want to ship 50K on the river, 55K on the river with one pair. I don't blame them. I don't want to do that either. You know? It's easier just to check it back and win the already sizable pot that's in front of you and not take any chances. I get yeah. that. I'm not saying that's right or that's optimal, but I get it. Yep. Limit hold them. I'm going to bet that every time. Oh, yeah. That's a real <laughs> scary game. Easy, easy hand to bet. You bet call and lose when they race. <laughs> but you always call. That's no problem. Why, did, why do you like that game? So boring. Um, you can watch TV while you play. Anyway. What's the, the new episode of Supergirl? What's going on with that? I mean, I'm, I'm going to check raise the turn and limit hold them. Oh, by the way, Supergirl just shot some lasers out of her eyes. Cool. I mean, Kara rarely shoots the lasers out of her eyes and that show. Oh, where does she, does she shoot out of her hand no. or something? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I know her name is Kara. That's it. That's the end of my knowledge of that show. Yeah. They did a musical episode with the flash. I know that a crossover musical. Oh God. It's supposed to be delightful. Oh, I'm sure it's supposed to be the kid, delightful. The kid who is the flash. He was in Glee. So I guess oh, he can good. sing. I guess he could sing. Oh my God. That's all Be I got. Torture to watch that. <laughs> So, okay, Garrett calls. Yeah, Garrett calls. Yikes. I don't know about that. I feel like we've already talked about all the reasons why he shouldn't, right? Yeah. We've kind of nailed that this is a bad call, probably. Maybe there's, maybe there's a context we don't have. Maybe he thought he picked up something on Ryan. He maybe thought he saw a tell or something. But absent some very, very compelling evidence, this feels like a bad call based on everything we've talked about. Not feels. This is a bad call based on everything we've talked yes, about. Yes, I agree. Now... This I'm going to make some assumptions about Garrett, and mm-hmm. it may not be fair. But these are assumptions I'm making based on the, the hands I've seen him play, how he plays them, the types of lines he takes. It feels kind of like he's a guy who hates GTO. He's kind of like a screw GTO guy a little bit. Hmm. He's more of a, like, I want to exploit the table. I see how the table's playing. I'm not going to let the table boss me. I'm going to boss the table. Mm-hmm. And this is his way of, be, of stopping Ryan Fee. You know, he's like, yeah, this guy is too, too much three bet, too many three bets, too many big sizes. I can't let him keep doing it. Yeah. My guess is that Ryan Fee is pretty close to GTO and tries to be and is probably pretty balanced in all these spots. Yes, I agree. And so 
Ace just isn't good enough based on that. Like, we can do better. Like, we should probably be calling with jacks here, but not eights. You yeah. Know, like, there's a few hands. Like, Ace-10 is a really tough spot. Queens and jacks feel like a call and lose spot. That sucks for us. You know, that's it. Yep. It does suck, though, that based on how we've laid this out, most of our range is, like, most of our calling range is just going to lose. That kind of blows. Yeah. But I guess sometimes they have it. Sometimes they have it. Yeah. Ryan Fiat at this time, and he won the biggest pot in Live with the Bike history, $123,000. That's real money. That's a lot of money. It's got to feel good. Yeah. I wonder if he had to pay all his backers. Maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. I just made that up. <laughs> he may have no backers. I'm just kidding. I have no idea either. All right. Well, Garrett lost that. Yep. I think he lost that, and we've lost the, the we, show. We've lost interest in talking We're anymore. done. <laughs> <laughs>